All right, so this is an episode I did with Jamie Driver right before her May debut in uh, BYB, um, which is bare knuckle competition. And uh, she has since won another fight in BYB, so she won the fight in May as well as a fight in October. So um, we talked about uh, kind of preparing for this kind of uh, competition format, bare knuckle, since it was her debut. And we also talked about uh, some of the adversity she had to deal with um, which has been kind of public, um, as well as, you know, some other things, uh, in terms of dealing with adversity. So, uh, this is the Red Queen, Jamie Driver. Check it out. Ah, hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, good. I want to thank you for taking time to do this. So, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, so... I'm here live with Jamie Driver, and uh, I kind of like let people introduce themselves if there's anyone watching this who may not be familiar with you. Uh, uh, pretty much, my name is Jamie. Hi, guys. Uh, also known as the Red Queen. Um, but I am a pro MMA fighter and now soon to be bare knuckle pro boxer. Yeah, I had saw where you, I had saw like a weigh in you did for celebrity boxing, but I couldn't find the match. What happened there? Uh, from what I hear, um, she didn't want to fight me, so they found oh. her another opponent. Yeah. So when when might you be doing the bare knuckle, you think? Uh, I have a fight contract signed. I'm set for May 28th with uh, BYB. BYB. So, so not bare knuckle FC, the other. Uh... Yep. Okay. So how did that come about? Like, did you have management or did you kind of have to reach out to them or they reach out to you or? Uh, they had reached out to me, but then also my management team had already, I believe, been in talks with them uh, in regards to me. Uh, my management team, Dream Management, they're awesome. Peter and David, uh, love them. Now, maybe you could talk about when you kind of maybe first started getting into uh, martial arts or fight-related uh, training. Uh, I actually, I started when I was about 19. Uh, someone that I had knew, he brought me to his gym back in Philly and uh called Daddis and I kind of just started there and then a few years later I found myself in my first amateur fight at I think I was 21 um and just kind of went from there you know I went to I've jumped around from a few gyms different gyms you know getting it you know to learn from new coaches get some different flavors you know what I'm saying so jumped around and then now I'm in Florida and I started American Top Team but now I'm at uh, Derek Santos Boxing Gym and Drew Strength and Conditioning in Bo uh, Boca Raton so did you kind of go back from like MMA to boxing in that in that move, so to speak? Yeah, so I've never done boxing before. Um, I've done kickboxing and I've done a Muay Thai fight, and but I've mainly just done the MMA. Um, but yeah, within the last couple of years, I kind of shifted my focus more towards boxing. I've always kind of loved it more, so I've been just kind of giving my whole attention to it now. What made you decide to do? It? Were you thinking like business wise that because? You know, you have Amanda Serrano who's getting pretty popular in boxing. Did you think maybe it might be well, good you, to go this route? As a female fighter, she, Amanda Serrano's been big to me for a long ass right. time. Now her name's just circulating just because mm -hmm. of, you know, who she's been kind of with coming up, the, the Paul brothers, whoever they are. Um, <laughs> right. You know, but... But no, I mean, I definitely see a lot more opportunities. I mean, there is... There's the crossovers. I mean, you have, you know, the 
the who are they the TikTok influencers wanting to fight real boxers and all that bullshit now but hey you know it's it's a game and i'm here to collect my bag you know so when you're going to bare knuckle like i i know chris Levin pretty well i trained with him a long time ago and you know we kind of talked about him doing bare knuckle kind of you know i've had kind of talks with him about what's your idea going in there because a lot of guys like he said it's almost like the early ufc's where guys are still trying to figure out what they're doing. They're talking to each other in the back about what are you doing to get ready? What do you think about yeah. it? Like getting ready for a bare knuckle fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I haven't done it yet, you know, so I'm very green. Um, but how I see it and how my coaches see it, we're all, I mean, you still have to be a good technical boxer and striker. You have to have that good base and foundation yeah you know there's a lot of good fighters that i've seen but a lot of them they just brawl you know they just bite down on their mouthpiece and throw but i feel like if you were if people you know just broke it down a little bit more were a little bit more methodical in their fights it would also be like a cleaner i don't know be a, a better fight to watch instead of just like i don't know that's just my take on it but i don't know because... still have to stay sharp, do your boxing you know because Chris was telling me, like, some guys hit the bag bare knuckle. Some guys don't. Some guys are punching sand, rocks. He said the biggest thing that he noticed was the gloves to no glove. He felt was, like, bigger than even a boxing glove to MMA glove. He said he was missing his punches completely at first. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely weird when my coach said, okay, take, you know, your 12-ounce or 16-ounce gloves off that I was just hitting the bag with no gloves and i was like you're you, you have to place the shots damn near perfectly you know what i mean it's not there's not really room for error um i feel like when it comes to bare knuckle boxing i mean you just took off you know a little bit of padding to nothing so you glance that's a huge cut you know so but it's definitely my hands were hurting for the first couple of weeks of doing just bare knuckle on the bag it was it was definitely a different feel you're not going to be throwing with 100% power. I mean, yeah, you're going to have moments like, I mean, depending on what kind of fighter you are, but it's, uh, it's about speed now. You know what I mean? When you spar, are you, I mean, that's the other thing I was asking. I was like, how do you spar? And he's like, well, because, you know, if you're sparring bare knuckle, you're going to cut yourself pretty easily. Yeah, you don't do that. How do you spar? I mean, you know, still, you still have gloves on, still 16 ounces. You, you have to protect your, you know, your sparring partners. So, because he yeah. said he was wrapping his hands in duct tape and kind of, he would spar with people that he trusted, but kind of, you know. Yeah. But still dangerous, yeah. Yeah, very. No, it's definitely very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, you know, I found the conversation really interesting with him because, you know, when you're talking about this thing that's kind of new, it's, I mean, it's been around for a while now, but the concept of it is new, I would guess. And it's interesting to pick people's brains to see what this person's doing versus what that person was doing. So that's kind of why I was asked. Cause he said, even with his MMA glove, you know, which is small, you know, he said when he took the MMA glove off, he felt like it was, the distance was worse than having a boxing glove to an MMA glove. Cause he felt, he just yeah. felt his rhythm was totally off. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a different type of rhythm, a different type of cadence. Like you're going to have to um, like, yeah, you have a lot of, you know, you put the MMA glove on, you can, you can get away with punching and, and not turning your knuckles all the way over. If you want to get that knockout shot or you want to cut somebody, guess what? You have to get those knuckles turned over. And a lot of fighters don't turn their hands over. A lot of them don't like now when I watch MMA, I'm like, Oh my God. But um, yeah, 
it's definitely a huge difference. Now, what what was your mindset going into? Because, like I said, I think still MMA fighters, a lot of them look at bare knuckle like, okay, these people are, <laughs> you know, these people are out there doing the, you know, they're really fighting. What made you think about doing it? Um, just really, I I saw a lot more opportunity there for me. Um, I've also been itching to do boxing anyway, but in my mind, I really thought gloved boxing was kind of off limits just be, just because, I mean, you see professional gloved boxers, they are coming up in the ranks from kids, you know, and, and are fighting on Team USA and going to, you know, getting medals and all this type of shit. And I didn't come from that. You know, I came from like kind of, you know, a, a mediocre MMA background, you know, and now I'm trying to be a really good boxer and bare knuckle. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, when you shifted over to boxing from American Top Team, maybe talk about your development a little bit over these last couple of years or what it was like kind of shifting over. Um, I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, I actually think it, it's – I think boxing for me is a better transition because I get to just focus on one specific art. Um, I think I think that's the trouble I was having as an MMA fighter was was finding the, the perfect balance between striking and grappling and like this I can just focus on my boxing and and I can see that my IQ has already surpassed my like my IQ in boxing has surpassed my IQ in MMA tremendously just focusing on that and I've just taken the time to study and and watch old film of old fighters all the time. Now you know, like holding and hitting is legal and bare knuckle. Do you guys do a lot of that in your preparation? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I do, I'm happy that I did with MMA, well, was MMA, was because the wrestling and the grappling and the clinching. So that's not, um, it's not new to me. Um, and I'm comfortable there. So, yeah. And what do you know about the person you're fighting? Like, um, so a lot of people don't know this, but Sarah Click and I are actually friends. Um, we trained together years ago up at Sityotong in uh, Boston, and we're still good friends. She actually just texted me like a week ago. Um, you know, she's a good, she's a, she comes to bang. Um, she's tough, she's durable, um, and she throws hammers, you know what I mean? And she can put combos together. So I know what she's coming with, that's for sure. And, you know, I was wondering, like, when you fight in the spare knuckle style, where you can sustain, like, more cuts, potentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, how many fights do you think you can do, like, realistically in a year doing it, you think? Uh, sorry, what was that? How many fights, how many fights do you, do you think you I personally do? think? Ooh, yeah, it would be a good, a good number for you based on Because I, Man, it's I mean, kind of that. I, I feel like, yeah. wow. I feel like my body's not taking as much damage, damage as it was in MMA. So I feel like physically I could I could have like maybe three to five fights in this, but the damage, we don't have gloves, there's cuts, you know, I might shatter my hands for all I know. So, and that's going to take time to heal. So I really, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would love to have anywhere from like a minimum of three fights a year, if I can, you know, as long as I'm healthy. Like if you got any feedback from other people that do it or saying, oh, I've been getting cuts or my hand got cracked or um most of them have busted hands um which uh, that doesn't surprise me um but everybody's different you know some people just have like the just really you know sore hands and others have you know fractured multiple fractures or shattered it and 
torn tendons and all types of stuff. So, yeah, it's one of those things I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> now, I saw you bring something up on your Instagram, and I, you know, I don't want to, like, get deep into this stuff, but you brought it up on there. I was just curious, like, maybe, like, your feelings on that, what you posted, so to speak, where the issue you had, you know? Oh, with uh, the domestic stuff? Yeah, yeah, that, what you posted. Yeah. Like, I just kind of wanted to leave it to you to talk about. I'm not, I don't want to get into, oh, I want to know this, that, the other. No, just kind of your overall, you know? Yeah, man, short and simple, I went through some shit. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I am now in that percentage of women that was in a domestic, you know, physically and emotionally abusive relationship. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to say I'm healed from it. But I'm working on that now. You know, I got a therapist. I'm doing what I have to do to, you know, get myself better. Um, but I can't lie, like, as shitty as everything that I went through was, it's really helped, like, it's helped change me and I've become a better person. I've learned a lot from the experience. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I took a lot away from, away from it. You know what I mean? Within like learning about myself and like moving forward with my life. Like I've kind of, not to sound corny, I've had more of like a spiritual awakening and like things are a lot more different. Like uh, things are a lot more clear for myself and all my goals I'm very focused on right now. So, but Hey, you know, I hope, I hope anyone that goes through anything like that you know one i'm praying for you you know what i mean i hope you you either get out of that situation or are out of it you know but um just keep going you know all you can do is just put one foot in front of the other and just get up each day wash your ass you know set your goals speak your daily affirmations and just get back to living your life and get back to being happy again you know when you go through something like that does it give you like like, how'd you feel? Like, self-doubt, anger? What? You know what I mean? I was one angry motherfucker. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, how can you not be? You know, but um, for, from that experience, like, at the, at the time, at the end of all of that, I had no self-worth. Uh, I didn't know what self-worth worth was. Now, I'm like, girl, what? Like, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, like, the way I view myself now is full confidence, full everything, you know what I mean? And and it's crazy to see what time can do, you know, with healing someone. When did that happen where you were able to turn the switch, so to speak? How long did it take, you think? Let's see. Mm -hmm. we're, in, we're in April now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably about six months. But, for the I first mean, is it gradual or is it just one day you kind of, as you're going through all this stuff that you're trying to do to, to uh, as, get better? As I, as I was going through it, I was growing through it, you know, type of deal. It was like, mm -hmm. it was like growing pains. Like I just kind of was like suffering through it. But then I was like, you know, I, I got, I got to come out of this. So like, I kind of just kept pushing myself to do better. And whether in, as small as like, yo, just get out of bed and go eat some breakfast today, you know, and that was at like my worst, you know to now it's like i'm i'm happy to get up like even even if i say i don't sleep for a couple of days i'm tired from training like i'm happy that i get to keep doing what i'm doing in life you know what i mean like that could have simply been put to an end easily with the abuse or or anything in life you know so just got to keep pushing did it make you not want to do the fighting anymore since you were with somebody who did that no um i that didn't really 
put a damper on it. I just was like, I was so beat down that I was like, I don't even know if I have the energy to put into myself to want to fight again. But then once I kind of just kind of kept pushing through it, I was like, I got to get like, I just kind of had to give myself time and push through it to see if I wanted to if I wanted to fight or not. And then I was like, yeah, bitch, I know who I am. Like, I'm a fighter. This is this is my the lifestyle I want. And this is the lifestyle I'm going to have. So but yeah, no, but he never did like, almost like you're trying to uplift people or maybe give them advice. So in your experience, what kind of message would you want to send? Ooh, I am not one to look to for advice. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, you just, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a good, that's, that's tough because I'm still going through it. If I'm being honest, you know, like I have good days and I have bad days. Um, but just look for the positives. Like that's kind of like when I'm feeling really down about shit or I just want to like just crawl in a corner and cry. Or if I am doing that, I'm just like, okay, what are you grateful for? Just re like, remember the good things that I do have and like what I still am able to do. And I just kind of look at all the, the good things instead of just looking. Cause if you look back in the mirror, you're just going to keep looking at the negative shit. I'm good. The roaches stay in the back. The Queens come in the front. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's interesting because some people can get through adversity and some people can't. I and know. It's just no a, it's like heart. a gift you have, you know. Oh, man. No one ever said it like that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I used I, to, you know, I used to work with kids in trauma. Mm. Some of them couldn't get over it. Some of yeah. them could go and be successful. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, if it's something you have inside you or what, you know, no. You can't put your finger on it, you know? No, you really can't. No, I I never was, it wasn't put in, into my perspective that way before. And it's very, that's very interesting. Yeah, because it would be hard to advise them because some it's people have be a button and some for don't. Everybody, but it's very specific, yeah. you know what I mean? And and unfortunately, not, you're, gonna, you're not going to know it yourself. Like, I have no clue what, what it was one day, but I know I snapped the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, bitch, we got shit to do. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I it's great that you're able to get through that you know it's just uh i've always found it interesting because like i said in my past i've worked with some young people like that some of them they never recovered yeah. some of them in this chaotic chaos that they were in they could still function and move on but I I think I'm honestly, it's, I'm blessed because I am already, like, I already have that fighter warrior spirit. So like, I have to fight through adversity regardless if it's in my personal life or in the fucking cage or the ring or whatever. So I think I'm just used to the chaos, but now I'm learning how to, how to break the chaos down and be at peace because all that shit is crazy. <laughs> Too much. No, I know you don't have a lot of time. Uh, again, I want to thank you for, you know, coming on here and, uh, taking time to do this with me. I always like to let people kind of maybe as we're leaving the interview, if you got something you wanted to say or what people can, where people can find what you're doing or follow you or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, you guys can just follow me on Instagram or Facebook, the red queen four, four, four. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess leaving off on that topic, I really hope I can either help uplift or reach a hand out and help someone out there going through, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, obviously, whether it's abuse or just their own mental health issues or, or what have you just, I hope I can help someone out there one day. And yeah. Yeah, man. I'm thankful and I'm grateful to. Well, again, I, well, again, I want to thank you for taking time to do this and, uh, 
you know, maybe if you if the bare knuckle match goes through, we could talk about it sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah I would definitely love to come back and talk to you about it. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy, and uh, I just hope you have a great day. Happy Easter. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Happy Easter. Take care. Great meeting you. Take care. Great to meet you as well. Right. So if you want to follow Jamie, you can follow her at underscore the underscore Red Queen underscore 444. And as always, you can follow me at the underscore Todd underscore Atkins underscore show. And I would also appreciate if you subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel, which is a Todd Atkins show you can find on YouTube. And it has a lot of these interviews and also a smaller video clips, some opinion clips, things like that. And uh, as always, appreciate the support and uh, stay tuned for more shows. Mm -hmm.